Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, welcome back to our number three of Fantasy Sports Today. Listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Joe Galina. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina, G-A-L-L-I-N-A. Follow my buddy George Kurtz at George Kurtz. Pretty simple. Yeah, we don't make it that hard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the uh, Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel, join us. Sean, what, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Maybe people want to follow you. You're an interesting guy. You're, uh, you're a little... Uh, you're you're big on the uh, the DFS for uh, uh, NASCAR. My uh, Twitter handle is Sean E two four seven. That's uh, there you, you go, Talladega. Me. Yep, for uh, all my NASCAR escapades and such. There you go, big uh, big race today with Talladega. That is right. We got Talladega today. Mm-hmm. Later on today, it's mm-hmm. going to be uh, quite a race. Talladega is the sort of track where uh, it's Usually very, very hard in order to predict the winner just because of the unpredictable nature of how races at this track usually go. Crashes, and especially ones of the bigger variety, are very common. So even the underdogs have a pretty fair chance when it comes to winning. Mm. Uh, Will Ricky Bobby use the uh, shake and bake in this uh, draft, Uh, in this race today? Well, I don't see any Wonder Bread on the track, so uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing much Ricky Bobby today. <laughs> I just hope the imaginary fire doesn't uh, hurt uh, Ricky Bobby again. It was uh, touching how uh, his, uh, his best friend Cal Norton came and tried to save him from the imaginary fire. Yeah, but really, I guess he just still wanted uh, Tom Cruise to save him in the end, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he was shouting out for Oprah Winfrey, too, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. That was a funny movie. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, uh, Sean Angle really knows his stuff, wins money on DFS when it comes to NASCAR. So give him a follow. Sean's a great guy. does a great job producing our show. So thank you to Sean. <clears throat> and uh, so uh, let's uh, I, I, I talk with uh, uh, the the Chiefs uh, earlier and in, uh, in the, the promo we were, you know from yesterday's show we were talking a little Chiefs and so I'm looking at no, the uh, Chiefs you know, before before we do that before we do that uh, I sure, one sure. last thing about baseball that I uh, sure. Mike Cardano just just tweeted out uh, Mike's our boss here at uh, the Fantasy Network so Mike tweets out and I think this is a funny tweet when Major League Baseball changed from a DL to the IL. I missed the part where all of my fantasy baseball players were required to go on it. I have a 31-player roster, two IL slots. I now have 18 guys on the IL. I don't know how true that mm-hmm. is, by the way. 18 seems like an awful lot, but I get the point. And can't come close mm-hmm. to fielding an active team. Uh, when did this become an act, uh, a contact sport? Hashtag WTF. I'll let you figure out the WTF mm-hmm. all by yourself. Uh, I think Mike is uh, – I, 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 th- I do think it's a funny tweet. I, I know it's a uh, frustrate. Frustration tweet, but he's also sort of stating what many of us feel. That, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my God, there are so many players on the uh, on the injured list. I mean, yes. yeah. I'll, I'll say it again. You know my pet peeve, that I think uh, I also should be yeah. you know, un- unlimited. Because I think this is determining leagues. Now, Mike's match, I, I think Mike's exaggerating by 18. Maybe he's not. But I think he's probably exaggerating by 18. But if, he's, if it's half that number nine, well, he, his team is screwed. He's done. He can't mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. My, he just can't win because two IL slots can't say now you have seven guys. I assume you mean, it's a five-man bench, so now you, that means even if, he's, even if he's exaggerating by half and it's only nine guys, well, now he has two dead slots on his lineup. Assuming he wants to keep all these uh, hurt guys that he has to feel that are going to get zeros because they're on the IL. You know, I understand you could probably say, well, he can get rid of those guys, but why should he have to get rid of a guy on the IL? 
to field a full team. Because I'll say it again, you know, if I'm if I'm in that league with Mike, and you know, he's got all these guys hurt, and I I don't. I'm lucky. I only have one to two guys on the IL, and I put him on my IL slot. And I'm fine. Well, now Mike has to release guys. Maybe he has to release good right. guys. You know, decent mm-hmm. players. Oh, thanks, Mike. I can go take uh, you know this this player because hey, I, I my roster's fine. I have an open IL slot, or I have a guy I can release. I have no problem eating this guy for a week and keep him on my bench. So Mike gets screwed mm-hmm. twice. You know, I keep saying this over right. and over again. Not only does Mike have the player hurt, and he can't use him, but now he had to release him, and I picked him, and somebody in his league picked him up. So he got screwed twice. He doesn't get the player now; somebody else does. Uh, it, it's. I just think we have we need to adjust now because of what's going on in baseball. So many teams are using this ten this new ten day for like I said, I just mentioned the Yankees or if anybody with a hangnail goes on, I think it's the same thing with mm-hmm. a lot of other teams. It's only ten days. If he's gonna be out three, four days anyway, well it's not even an extra week we put him on. Let's play it safe, put him on the IL. I think fantasy leagues mm-hmm. need to adjust. And in the past, uh, you know how I felt about this. You know, Mean Jogalina would have said, hey, you know, would have been playing the imaginary violin, you know, listening to your diatribe there. But, you know, you, you, you do bring up a very good point. Teams are utilizing that 10-day IL more and more, you know, and, and we talked about it over the past couple of years with the Dodgers and the way that they, uh, you know, put uh, – the pitchers on the IL almost like giving them like personal time off and uh, you brought up a good point in terms of the way the Yankees have been using it you know they're more more cautious uh, when it comes to where uh, you know maybe Gary Sanchez didn't need to go in the IL but uh, so in the past you know I kind of would poo-poo what you said but uh, you know I guess you have to adjust to uh, what's going on in baseball and uh, I could see uh expanding it you know from from two or uh you want to make it unlimited sure as long as we're all playing by the same rules absolutely there's no reason why you should have to uh drop a viable fantasy player off of your roster because of uh you know you, you you've had you know things that happen out of your control in terms of uh you know you know injuries so so you you've you've moved me all right, that's one that's got to work on everybody else. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah, you know, I said I'll never understand why. You know, people say, "Oh, the waiver that means the waiver wire is weaker." Well, you know what? If you the waiver wires would always get stronger anyway. Those as players come back from the IL, someone has to be released, so they get more players put on the uh, on the waiver wire. Plus, the waiver wire is weak anyway. Unless you're playing an eight team mm-hmm. league, the waiver wire is always weak. All right, there's not a lot of players out there. They've been gone already. I, I just think it's a very, not the greatest argument, not for today's game. And as far as people, I think people generally vote against it. Generally, the lucky ones who aren't hurt. I mean, okay, you got mm-hmm. lucky. As soon as you had a couple, a year or two where you've had what Mike's going through, nine, ten guys on the IL, all of a sudden you want un- right. unlimited IL real quick. Once again, I want to take right, luck right. out of the game. I want to take, I want to put as much skill in as possible. But if you're playing with limited IL slots, you got, then luck's part of it. Mike said, Mike, no matter good or bad player he is, he's, he's not going to survive with 10, 12, 18 guys on the IL. No one is. All right, you're toast. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing you can do. And now if you have to release those players too, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't understand that. Like I said, I, I want to take luck out, not put it back, but not make it a game any luckier. You know, there's already, of course, mm-hmm. there's some luck involved, but let's, uh, let's make it as skillful as possible. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. You, you convinced me. So uh, we'll go back to we'll be back to to baseball. Uh, this is our last hour of the show, and then you could listen to uh, Camp Stewart and George Kurtz uh, on uh, Weekend Fantasy Update. Lots of gambling talk, uh, lots of uh, hockey news in terms of with the playoffs going on, and just just entertaining an entertaining show. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but I'm looking at our lads.com and they give you a pretty good uh, depth chart. I don't know if it's the official one, but uh, you know we. we George had uh, alluded to the Chiefs, and uh, I'm looking at their wide receivers now. And, you know, I guess uh, Tyreek Hill, because he's been uh, excluded from all football activities, isn't listed on this, uh, uh, on their depth chart uh, that's provided by our, our, ourlads.com. I'll get it out. Because <laughs> right now uh, they have uh, Demarcus Robinson as their wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, and then the. Uh, Chiefs uh, traded, not traded, they drafted Mecole Hardman, who uh, his skill set, very, very similar to Tyreek Hill. So I'm thinking that uh, it's only a matter of time before uh, Tyreek Hill gets 
probably cut from this team. You know, if, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, why Tyreek Hill might be cut, uh, there's an investigation that has been reopened in terms of uh, child abuse allegations. Uh, there was a, a recording that came out where, uh, you know, uh, supposedly Tyreek Hill's voice was on there. Uh, uh, and uh, it's just it's a very ugly situation. And the focus should be on the child and the welfare of the child, of course. But, uh, you know, we, we're doing a, a fantasy show, so we try to, you know, keep it as light as possible. But the, obviously the, the focus should be on the kid. So hopefully the kid, you know, better days are ahead for him. But uh, Miko Harmon, uh, obviously that, that speaks to what's uh, what, the, what the Chiefs are, are going through. And, and the Chiefs have to be, you know, held uh, responsible. I mean, Kareem Hunt, now Tyreek Hill, you know, they need to vet their players a bit better, no? I mean, uh, Cam and I hit on this yesterday. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely hit on it again. Uh, teams don't care. Chiefs don't mm-hmm. care. All right, they, they will release Tyreek Hill. That's sad. They will. That is sad. You know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's 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 after the fact. Remember, Tyreek Hill did this in college. Uh, in college as well, when he uh, same mm-hmm. the same girl beat her up when uh, she was pregnant. All right, now he's mm-hmm. done it again with the kid. You know, and he threatened her too, right? Uh, you know, you be, you better be uh, scared of me too, you effing bitch. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It, uh, I mean, well, this way I'm, I'm going to love to see how they're going to try and spin this eventually. You know, at some point when he when he comes back in, oh, he's sorry, really? Was he sorry the first time too? That didn't seem to work. You know, uh, this is something completely different because it involves a kid. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've seen the videos of uh, you know Cream Hunt kicking the woman, Ray Rice doing what he did to his fiance, what knocking her out in the, in the elevator. You know, now it involves Jeez. a kid. It's it's, it's just mm-hmm. getting worse. All right, and the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. I mean. How do the Chiefs just justify this? All right, you signed, you drafted this guy, signed him after he did it in college. You just traded right. for Frank Clark, who mm-hmm. had the same thing. All right, so don't tell me you care. You don't. Teams don't care. Not until after it happens when he's on their roster, and then they care. You know, but you don't care up to that. Up to that, the guy can play. You think he can help your team win? It's all about wins and losses. Well, that's that's all you care about, and you'll you'll roll the dice somewhat. You know, I think uh, I think it's a shame. I do. You know, it's why football has such a bad image. You know, it's why some people believe that football uh, is just full of criminals. You know, mm-hmm. and they, they once again, they all they care about is wins and losses. You know, uh, it's it's why football has – it's why Goodell is trying to do what he's trying to do. This is why, by the way, to try and change the image of football. Uh, what Tyreek Hill did was reprehensible. I mean, I mean, just terrible. Assuming mm-hmm. uh, it's all true. Which obviously, it seemed like on that audio tape that he admitted it's true. Yeah, he certainly wasn't denying it. Yeah, it's. Uh, right. I think the closest thing we have to compare it to would be the Adrian Peterson with the switch, and even that's not mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, so uh, he's got a lot of problems. I mean, uh, fantasy yeah. wise, we are a fantasy show. You know, not, not to make mm-hmm. light. I mean, you said it. We certainly hope the child is safe, gets the best help he needs. Mm-hmm. The mother doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. any surprise either, by the way. Why wouldn't she protecting him? But hey, whatever. Uh, you certainly hope he's that. But we are a fantasy show. As far as Tyree Kill. Uh, you move on. I mean, yeah. you, you move on. I made uh, my best guesses. Uh, he'll be placed on a suspended list eventually, probably when training camp mm-hmm. opens. Uh, he'll be placed on a suspended list. I don't think he's playing this year. Be shocked. He's got not, he's got legal. Remember, they opened the legal case back up. Now that he admitted this yeah. on audio tape, they'll 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 they'll, they'll uh, prosecute him. So he's got to worry about right. that. Just to stay out of jail. And what that's going mm-hmm. to bring. So he's got that issue to worry about. Then he's got the PR nightmare trying to get back in the NFL. He'll have to pl- apply for reinstatement and then get back in. Then hopefully have a team sign him. Now, Kareem Hunt did find someone to sign him. You know, uh, so I think there will be a team eventually that will take the hit that won't care. You know, hell, mm-hmm. the Washington Redskins signed Ruben Forster and all the issues he was through, right? right. There's always a team mm-hmm. out there. Yes, this is different because it involves child abuse. You know, this mm-hmm. is certainly different, but there's always a team. Always a team. But, uh, like I said, a keeper league, you, you move on. Unless it's a keeper yeah. forever. Uh, Dynasty league, I guess, hey, Dynasty league, you, know, you want because you, know, you can keep somebody literally forever in that league. Fine. I mean, you want to hold on to it, depending on how many rot spots you have. You want to see what happens in a couple of years. Okay. You know, I, I can sort of see that really comes down to what else you have there, how many bed spots you have, and do you, are you, do you really want to eat it? And who else, it also comes down to how good your, your team is. It comes down to a lot of things. Uh, hey, if, right. I, if you could possibly trade him to somebody else who wants to take a shot, someone else believes he's not going to get suspended this year, you trade him. 
You, you would trade for anything you can get at this point, any kind of value you can mm-hmm. possibly get out of somebody. But my get, my best guess is he'll be placed on a uh, suspended list. He, he won't play this year. He'll have to reply, reapply for reinstatement once all his legal problems are over. And I don't know if that'll be next year or the year after that. Who knows? He'll be in jail. Just don't know. Yeah. And then you go from there. He could there, be in but, jail. Uh, You're right. Yeah. He very, very well could be. That's, that's not a joke. Mm-hmm. He very well could be end up in jail. Yeah. It's child abuse that he admitted right. on audio tape for all intents and purposes. Right, right. Good luck trying to get right. that to a jury that you're, you're a good guy. You know, good, I mean, mm-hmm. really, good luck. I don't see how you, you would do that. I imagine that maybe they would come to some kind of deal so more stuff doesn't come out. You know, listen, it also wouldn't shock me. We've seen a lot of these cases where all of a sudden no one's complaining anymore because people are paid off. You know, mm-hmm. it's to, to drop complaints. But the problem is this, this one does involve a three-year-old kid, and that kid can't drop a complaint. Yeah, that complaint will be right. there. So, like I said, it, there'll be a lot of things going through here. But uh, fantasy-wise, like I said, I'm moving on from Tyreek Hill. That's the bottom line. I'm moving on. Uh, like I said, Dynasty League, I guess there are some other factors. But uh, even then, I don't see how I'm keeping this guy. Yeah, and, and this Miko Hardman, you know, uh, he's also uh, f- having to explain away. I mentioned this to, to Mike uh, Blewett yesterday on our show. Uh, that they've discovered some old uh, homophobic tweets that he posted. So this guy, you know, no prize either. You know, it, you could explain it away as just being young and stupid, but they're they're out there forever. <laughs> you know, the, the the stuff that you put out on on social media. So, uh, you know, uh, it's a learning you, you lesson. Don't... Yeah, it's a learning <laughs> lesson. I mean, you don't post anything like that. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a father of uh, of two uh, two young girls. Yeah, my my daughters are 12 and 8. And although I haven't have really haven't had to have this conversation, not in detail yet. I always tell them whatever you put on social media is there forever. All right, mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to be seen. Someone's going to have it. So make sure you don't put anything out there you don't want. Uh, make sure you don't put anything out there you wouldn't want me or your mother to see. Right, really, right. that's what it comes down Absolutely. to. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. be be very careful here. Yeah, it's it's all walks of life. Whether you're saying something stupid. God forbid you post anything, any kind of sexual pictures about yourself. I don't care who you're sending it to. You see this stuff in the paper all the time. You send it to one person, it ends up in somebody else's. Right? It costs you jobs, it costs you everything else. It's social media, sure. man. What did Herm Edwards always say? Think before you hit send. You know, mm-hmm. think real hard before you hit send or enter, whatever the hell you got to hit here. It's, it, it's just silly. It's out there forever. All right? You're going to post hatred stuff and all this other crap. It's going to come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, you know, like you said, we're, we're a fantasy show, so you, 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 like our first um, thoughts are with with the child. So, you know, we just hope that uh, the child gets the help, the support, the love that that, that he needs. But uh, you know, the Chiefs ended up, like I said, taking this uh, Mikol Hardman. Uh, you know, very similar skill set to Tyreek Hill. Uh, basically, their needs were on, on defense, right? I mean, so uh, I guess they didn't. Uh, yeah, they picked up a cornerback, defensive tackle, another quarterback, and a backup running back. So, right, we'll come back. Uh, unfortunately, we had to do that segment, but, you know, it's news. We have to cover it. So, uh, we'll be back with more Fantasy Sports Today, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Jogalina George Kurtz. Sean Angle producing our show. Turn the discussion back to some baseball. Uh, maybe in the next segment we'll talk a little bit more football, but uh, lots of stuff to get to. Uh, obviously not going to be able to get to all the uh, <laughs> the box scores like we do sometimes on this show, but let's talk about the uh, Brewers-Mets game. There's a lot of fantasy implications uh, to this 
uh, this meeting. Uh, Brewers beat the Mets 8-6. to six. Three hits each for Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, 14th home run for Yelich, Moustakis with two hits, uh, Eric Thames uh, playing first base uh, in for Jesus Aguiar, two for four, two runs batted in. Uh, batting uh, two, uh, Thames is batting 294, five home runs, 16 uh, ribbies in 51 at-bats. I mean, we know he's streaky, George, but uh, is it time to pick up uh, this guy off the waiver wire? I mean, uh, you know, he's uh, been a better batter against righties, uh, but this season uh, in very limited at-bats, killing lefties uh, as well. But we're getting questions about what to do about Jesus Aguiar. I mean, do you hold on to him? Uh, time to move on. The guy's batting 129, uh, no home runs as of yet, and, and 70 uh, at-bats. I mean, in my preseason analysis, I didn't see any indication that uh, he would uh, – just uh, tank the way he has. I mean, uh, I asked you a lot of questions here, but uh, do we do we pick up Eric Thames? Do we drop Jesus Aguiar? Do we uh, you know bide our time with him? I, it's only a month into the season, but what do you think? Uh, I mean, once again, the problem with the Brewers is that they're pretty much what mm, three guys for two spots. I mean, you know, Lorenzo Cain is going to play. Yelp is going to play. So it's Braun, mm-hmm. Aguilar, Thames, pretty much for one outfield spot in first base. You know, uh, Bruins going to play some too most of the time, though not every day, yeah. but most. Yeah. You know, so these teams in Aguilar, bad hit guys. You're not hitting, you're gonna sit. It's really that simple right. here. So uh, Aguilar, he was a rough start, <laughs> really rough start. Uh, especially the past couple of weeks. Now he's been sitting. Now they're going with Tames. Tames hits, he's going to play. If he doesn't hit, they go back to Aguilar. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really big on either one of them. Now, am I releasing Aguilar? No, I'm benching him. Not starting him, I'm benching, but I don't want to release him yet. Once again, yeah, we're talking it's, it's late April. I don't like really releasing guys who are uh, top twelve round players until really Memorial Day. I always go by the holidays. That's mm-hmm. my first my first checkpoint. You know, bottom of my roster, sure, I'll turn that. But you know, guys who are my first 12, mm-hmm. 14 round picks, probably not doing that till Memorial Day. Unless it's, listen, there's somebody great on the wave of white, then I just have no choice. Roster crunch, fine. It's not. Uh, it's now what I said. It's not going to be true in every league, just in most of my leagues. Am I going to pick up Thames? Sure, I don't mind giving him a shot, but once again, not spending a lot of money, not giving up a lot of capital for it. I'm not releasing a player I like for him because once I think one, right. uh, he won't hit eventually, and even if he does, I still think Aguilar is going to be a part of this, so he's not going to play every day. It's just too, like I said, too many players there, too many good players for too few spots. So it comes down to it for me. So I don't mind taking a shot at Thames, but it has to be under my. You know, under my rules, for my price. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, good. That's good. I mean, I, I have a Aguiar in a league, and uh, I ended up benching him. I didn't drop him. But, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a deeper league, and the best option that I thought – uh, was uh, Jose Ramirez, who's uh, first base and outfield eligible on the Cardinals. And, you know, Bader uh, ha- had been on the IL and Tyler O'Neill was on the IL. So uh, he was getting playing time. Um, so I ended up uh, going with him. So, I mean, I agree with you. It's too early to just give up on him totally. So we'll see. We'll just keep our fingers crossed. Um, let's talk about the Mets pitching st- uh, woes. Uh, Noah Syndergaard in this game against the... Um, Brewers uh, gave five runs yesterday, 6.35 ERA. Uh, what do you think about, uh, you know, the, the struggles that this guy has had so far? Uh, I'm looking at some of his numbers. I mean, you know, the he's got a, a strand rate of uh, 56.8. Uh, the, the FIP, the ex-FIP, they're much better. You know, they're, they're 3.7 on the FIP, 3.6 on the ex-FIP. Uh, what do you what do you do if you're a, a Noah Syndergaard owner? Again, I guess it's similar, probably question uh, as for Aguiar. I mean, we're a month into the season. Do you see anything that scares you though for the long term with Syndergaard, or do you think he figures it out? I mean, you have to worry somewhat. He's not pitching very well. Actually, he's been I should say very well. He's been terrible. ERA is over six now. Mm-hmm. Right, last night he was he was blaming pretty much the cold weather. He couldn't grip a slider last night. No, da 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 da. I mean, uh, what, what what's the excuse for the other games? Right. Well, how how come we haven't pitched well in those games? 
So uh, I have my issues with uh, Noah right now. And that, that being said, I wanted him coming into the season. I don't think I have him in any league. I wasn't able to get him, but I, it wasn't because I was avoiding him. I did want him on my roster. So I believed in him coming into the season. It's not working out right now. Really, it's not working out for any of the Mets pitchers. What's wrong with Jacob DeGrom? Right. That's three bad starts. I was going to mention him next. Trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to say that his and bad starts the because of the rain delays. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what the issue is with uh, DeGrom. Uh, Zach Wheeler's been up and down. Matt's, we expect to be more up and down. Vargas sucks. So that's really what we're, uh, we're on that. So I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what to, uh, what to tell you what's in the guy right now. Uh, I think he's another guy. I can't start him right now. He's on my bench. Mm-hmm. That being said, it means you're probably benching him, though, for a guy who's, ugh, you know, a fourth or fifth starter on a team. That's scary, too. So it may mm-hmm. not be the greatest thing, but I, I, can't, I can't just plug him in right now. You know, I can't just plug nowhere in blindly and go, hey, he's in my lineup. I can't do that. He's pitching poorly. You know, poorly where he's hurting your team right now. He's not, hey, bottom line, he's not helping your team right now. Certainly not with his pitching. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's bat he can help you, but uh, his pitching right now has been, has been bad. <laughs> yeah, that's funny with the bat. And uh, you mentioned Jason DeGrom. Uh, you know, the MRI came back clean, but just the fact that the, the Mets were worried about him enough to have him have a, an MRI. To me, that's even more concerning than Syndergaard because there's there might be something brewing there, right? And uh, 4.85 ERA for him on the season, five runs given up to the Brewers Friday, two starts ago, six runs. So uh, you're right, it is a scary situation. I was doing some research, research and based this was as fr- as of Friday morning, right? Based on preseason ADPs in NFBC leagues, six of those. Starting pitchers, six of the ten first starting pitchers taken in NFBC fantasy baseball leagues. I'm talking Max Scherzer, Sale, Cole, Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Noah Syndergaard had ERAs of between 4.45 and 7.43. Now, if you take the average of those six pitchers' ERAs in 2018, it was 2.8. So, look, I, I'm not saying, you know, the, the, the cold weather, yeah, it's, you know, it has something to do with it. But uh, everyone's looking for pitching. Everyone's hurting at pitching, it seems, this early in the season. It's been strange. I mean, uh you mentioned Scherzer hasn't pitched all that great. I think it's one in three. Only has one win on the season, which is certainly uh, aggravating for fantasy owners. I'm not so mm-hmm. sure we should have been surprised about Sale or Kluber. The signs have been there. You know, with mm-hmm. uh, with both guys, we, uh, we always say with Sale, you get you know, we knew he was going to have a vacation at some point during every year. We're going to put him on a DL because it's long season. He doesn't seem to be able to last. And then last year in the World Series, pitching all those uh, games in relief and winning pretty much winning a World Series for the Red Sox should have told us something. Kluber's almost the same thing. Slows down at the mm-hmm. end of every year. Tells you something, right? It, it tells you something. So I, I'm not. Like said, I'm a not lot of sure innings. We should have been he's surprised about over his career. Thrown a lot of innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Carrasco once again. He's done this before, where he's been up and down somewhat. And this year's been weird. One terrible start, one great start. One terrible start, one great start. It's, it's, it is strange. So uh, like I said I'm not so sure we should have been surprised. Even Thor. He wasn't Thor all of last year. He's not, actually he's not actually he's Noah Syndergaard. We can't even call him Thor right now. He's just Noah Syndergaard. But he wasn't uh, all that great all of last year either. He had great. <laughs> spurts, but not great year. So I don't know if we have the right to be surprised by any of this, with the exception of Scherzer and DeGrom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about uh, what Kershaw has been doing? Pitch real well uh, last night. And this has been the case, and we've, we've spoken about this. Uh, when he's on the field, he's been dynamite, right? Even with these you know, the past few years dealing with the injuries. Uh, so last night against the uh, Pirates, seven innings, one earned run, no walks, eight strikeouts. Are you uh, in a situation where you would try to sell him high at this stage? Because uh, I know what you're going to tell me, and you're right. I mean, c- c- do we expect that he won't hit the DL or IL uh, going forward this season? Do you think he has at least maybe one more IL stint? You know, before the season's over, is he more a a sell high kind of guy? All right. Um, listen, anybody can be a sell high guy depending on what the offer is. I don't. I never think Joe in a league. I mean, and I think everyone's tradable. If I have Mike Trout and I do in a league, he's tradable. You make me the right offer. Anyone's mm-hmm. tradable. You know, I'll move him. So any anyone's a sell high. But I get what you're asking. Um, I don't think I'm actively moving. I also want, I wonder if I can, uh, can get the price I want right now as well. So I don't think I'm actively moving them. But uh, like I said, I, it's April 20th. I'd like to wait before I start uh, trading guys that I, I believed in. 
you know, wait a little bit longer, mainly because for a couple of reasons. One, I think they're going to they're going to play well, so I want them on my team to help me. And two, is kind of what value can I get from now? Whether it's a sell high or a buy low, uh, probably more interested in buying low right now on people than I am selling mm-hmm. high. So this is I don't think I'm going to be able to get the value right now. A couple of the baseball notes I want to get before uh, we uh, we leave yeah, our, our commercial break. Sure. Uh, JD Martinez out again today. So no J.D. Martinez in your lineup. This uh, guy has the back issues there. He's out. And the Mets, designated for assignment, Travis Darno. He is gone. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess maybe he's, maybe he's fully recovered from the, the surgery there, but he's gone. So TDA is gone. J.D.M. is out. And the Mets have called, if anybody cares, the Mets have called up uh, Thomas uh, Nito. He'll be the backup uh, catcher for the Mets to uh, Ramos. So TDA, bye-bye. The Thomas Nito? Yes, the, the Thomas Nito. <laughs> All right. So uh, we still have some time before we go to commercial. Uh, A's versus Blue Jays. Uh, J7, A's one. Vlad Guerrero, the second coming, batting cleanup. Uh, another one for four day, a walk, two Ks, five uh, runners left on base. Uh, what are we thinking about Vlad Guerrero? So basically he's going to have uh, five full months of uh, playing time uh, for the season. Uh, what do you think he does with those? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, uh, what, maybe a 285 to 295 batting average? Is that being too generous? I mean, the guy could hit. The guy has hit at every level. Uh, you know, what are we thinking maybe for those five, uh, maybe uh, low 20s in home runs? What are you thinking, George? What do you think about the whole Vlad Guerrero situation? No, it doesn't matter. All right. If he's still available on your waiver wire, yes, you have to blow your budget for him. All right. That's all that matters. Oh, someone yeah. is. Oh, he's, he's, he's still out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, would, yeah. I would think he's got a majority of leagues. I know I, I, I drafted him in a league and I was willing to eat it for a couple of weeks until he came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you said it perfect. The man can hit. He, play, he plays mm-hmm. in a ballpark that it's it's conducive to hitting. Not only is it turf, but the ball flies out to all fields in Toronto, left, right, and center. He can hit all. He can hit it to all fields. My guess is from this point forward, yeah, I think twenty plus home runs is coming. Twenty five plus wouldn't shock me. Hell, I'll be honest with you, thirty plus wouldn't shock me. He is that. He is that good a hitter. I think he'll go through periods where his, things mm-hmm. aren't going well. He'll have to make adjustments, mm-hmm. but he's strong enough. He started yesterday. Uh, I think it was Friday night. He pretty much one handed the ball. The, the left. Field had to make a great catch, and he was off balance. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Guerrero was. He was off balance. It wasn't even a good swing. He was jammed. Yet he still put it to the, towards the wall. He's going to hit. Uh, my my only worry would be this: if you, want, if you want to play devil's advocate, negative Ned would be once again the adjustments he's going to have to make. And two is, I wonder eventually if he sort of gets the Mike Trout treatment. All right, he's not beating me. Yeah, you know, I'm mm-hmm. gonna make you know make Randall. I'm gonna make Randall Greitrick beat me. And make Judge up the smoke. It's not gonna be Guerrero. That sort of thing, where his hype is just too big that people are just going to, you know, it's not going to be him. You know, no way am I losing to, uh, to Guerrero. It's just not going to happen. I do wonder if that could happen. But that being said, I think, listen, he's a hitter. You know, he's not going to be a fielder. He's a DH waiting to happen because his body's going to get out of control yeah. as, he gets, uh, as he gets older. So if you're looking long-term in dynasty leagues, uh, you know, keeper leagues, and you think about acquiring him, keep in mind, eventually he's going to clog up that DH spot. Right, right, right. That's a good point. They need to get him some protection in that lineup, though, uh, as well. So, uh, Randall Grichik, who you mentioned, three for five yesterday, two runs batted in, now batting 238. Brandon Drury, remember him? <laughs> as, as a Yankee I do. fan, uh, had, a, had a cup of coffee. Uh, had a walk-off home run Friday night, three for three yesterday. So, uh, yeah, still n- n- no real fantasy value for Brandon Drury, you know, Aaron he was, was a, a pretty good, useful little player. Yeah, but yeah, and yeah. came up, so that was the end of him. But he was, he's not a bad player. He's a good, useful, good player. Third, second, short, even some outfield. He's a player. Right? You, mm-hmm. Yeah, probably on a good team, you don't want him starting in any one position, but you like to have him on the team because he can cover so many. Maybe a better real-life player than, than fantasy, right? Oh, I think that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I think that's actually perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A guy you'd want on mm-hmm. your baseball team, but probably not on your fantasy baseball team. Right, right, right. So yesterday, Aaron Sanchez, uh, five innings pitched, one run, four walks, four Ks. Walks have always been an issue for him, averaging uh, just over five walks per nine over the past three seasons. Uh, but uh, it's, you talk about, and, and, and rightfully so, uh, Toronto's ballpark has always been known as a, a hitter's park. But the, but not the, the and to, to, to point how we were talking about 
pitching before and how strange it's been this year. I mean, the Jays team ERA, 3.46, and, and none have been better than Marcus Stroman, right? Uh, I know he's 1-3, but 1.43 ERA, 1.09 whip. Uh, always been a ground ball pitcher this season as well, 54.5. Uh, hasn't given up a home run yet. Uh, K's up uh, just about 2 per 9. Uh, moving away from the fastball, throwing the cutter more than the previous season, relying on the slider and sinker. Uh, batting average against those two pitches, 143 and 184, respectively. Uh, Mark Stroman, is he, is, is he a guy that you would target as a trade option? And you wonder what the, the you know, he come uh, the trade deadline, if uh, Jay's going to look to move him as they continue to rebuild. Well, let's not forget, they tried to, uh, I don't Trying maybe a hard word. There was interest in Stroman during the offseason, specifically by the Padres. And I have to imagine, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, talk that, you know, the Toronto was willing to move him. Now, I think Toronto probably, uh, things worked out well here in that, hey, we didn't trade him, and now his value has only gone up because he's pitching lights out mm-hmm. outstanding. You know, so I, uh, Toronto, I think, has to move him. Because, well, let's face it, Toronto's a couple of years away, right? If, even if things go well, they're a couple of years away from contending. And by then, he'll be a free yep. agent, and you don't, you don't want to deal with that. So I think you, you, you want to move him, and I think his price only got up. He could be one of the top guys. If he keeps pitching this well, he could be one of the top guys available by the trade deadline. Now, that being said, I think in Toronto, you've got to be uh, careful here. You want to trade him before things go the other direction, right? Before he starts pitching poorly? Yes. So I think Stroman's Stro- right. going to be that name you start to hear almost immediately after the Memorial Day. You know, start June. Right. That's when people are going to start talking about Stroman. As we uh, go out to commercial, one of my favorite funk bands, the Gap Band. Outstanding. That's what you are, George. You're outstanding. We'll be back with the final segment Fantasy Sports today in the Fantasy Sports. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. back for the final segment of Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Luna, along with George Kurtz. Yay. Sean Angle producing our show. Like this song. And uh, stick around because right after our show, you get to hear a weekend fantasy update. Uh, our friend uh, Cam Stewart and uh, George Kurtz. We'll uh, take you through. They'll be talking uh, a little, uh, I'm sure, a little betting action. Uh, obviously, some uh, hockey playoffs. What, what do you think about the uh, the Islanders' chances of uh, advancing now? Uh, they've lost the first game, right, uh, on Friday night, uh, George? They did. Oh, listen, uh, I'm an Islander fan. If you, if, I think if you are an Islander fan, they weren't going to sweep this series, too. So you can't go, uh, you know, jumping over a bridge because you lost uh, game one. Again, they probably should have won. They were controlling that overtime. And uh, it was funny. I was, I was in the middle of a tweet that I actually was writing. The Islanders have been controlling this overtime. They just haven't been able to get the A opportunity. And then as soon as I, like I'm in the middle of it, and then Kyle Clutterbuck decides to do a drop pass that leads to the game-winning goal. It was a hor- horrific play by Clutterbuck. I mean, a terrible play. But that being said, it, it happens. You, you move on. You couldn't beat Mrazek for some reason in that game. The Islanders don't score a lot of goals. You know, they don't. They're going to play a defensive game. That's a game you probably have to win. Either in, you know, one nothing 2-1, you need that game. But Carolina's not going to score a lot of goals either. I mean, because of this NHL playoff system, the Islanders and Carolina are playing each other, which means one of them is going to go to the conference finals. But I don't expect either one to represent the... Uh, the East and the Stanley Cup. I think that'll be the winner of Boston-Columbus. But that being said, mm-hmm. uh, today's an important game. You don't want to go down 2-0. I know a lot of fans are automatically blaming the fact that they went from the Coliseum to Barclays as to why they lost. And I knew that. You knew that was coming. 
You know, as soon as they would lose a game, it was going to be because they, uh, of the move here. And granted, the atmosphere is not the same. The rink is not the same. The ice is not the same. The ice is bad at Barclays. I would much rather see him play at the Coliseum as well. So uh, while I don't want to say today is a must win, I think you damn well better win if you're the Islanders today. And I think they'll pull it out. All right. Good luck to your team. Good analysis. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Pl- yeah, playing uh, on Sunday today at 3 p.m. So, uh Hope you enjoy that game. Hopefully, the results are what you uh, want. And you're right; you don't want to. You really, I mean, I guess it's not a must game, but you don't want to go down 0-2. But uh, yeah, going down uh, 0-2 so, uh, in the let's... first two games are at home. That 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 wouldn't be good. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing I'll yeah. say for the Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Those are the two teams that swept in the first round, so they've had a long, long layoff. I mean, the Islanders hadn't played for 11 days. I think Columbus was 10 days before they played. As this, if they, they can make it, if both teams, the Islanders and Columbus, can make it this a long series, six, seven games, that has to pay off for them. Has to pay mm-hmm. off. So I think that's what the Islanders want to do. Hit Carolina every chance they get. Carolina had to go seven games. They played overtime in game seven, played overtime in game one. They're playing a lot of hockey. Sooner or later, that has to catch up. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, good stuff, and uh, listen to uh, George and Cam coming up, a weekend fantasy update. Uh, so uh, one other game I wanted to go through, at least one other uh, baseball game, Phillies uh, slugfest against the Marlins. Phillies beat the Marlins 12-9, to uh, home runs from Jorge Alfaro, uh, the uh, Marlins catcher. You had, uh, let's see, McCutcheon hit his fifth home run. Hoskins hit his eighth home run for uh, uh, the Phillies. And uh, one guy I wanted to mention was Jake Arrieta, who uh, got the win, pitched five innings, gave a five earned runs, two walks, five Ks, uh, 3.46 ERA on the season. But uh, what'd you think about him speaking up and basically out against uh, Bryce Harper for getting thrown out of the game? Uh, I guess earlier this week, uh, he was arguing uh, balls and strikes, uh, was got thrown out. Off of the the bench, right? He was on the bench when when he when he got uh, thrown out. But um, Jake Arrieta calling out basically the guy that uh, uh, the Phillies spent a ton of money on, and you know how fickle the Phillies fan base could be. You don't want to bring any attention to anything that could possibly turn uh, the fan base against Bryce Harper, who he's going to be playing there basically forever. So what'd you think about that? And, you know, it's also interesting because when you think about what Carlos Santana had said uh, about the clubhouse, the Phillies clubhouse uh, late in the season last year, when uh, they felt that uh, the players were more interested in playing video games than concentrating on, on winning baseball games. So what do you think about the overall uh, clubhouse with uh, the Phillies. Ooh, so much to go over here. Really, a lot mm-hmm. to go over here. First off, you want to solve this problem? Go with the uh, Quest Tech. Once again, K-Zone, you don't have these kind of arguments. You don't have these kind of problems. <laughs> the umpire in that game was lousy. You know, listen, I mean, you think about it. The last two games, uh, I've, I'm the Yankee fan, so I've, I've watched the Yankee games the past two nights. Uh, Friday night, as soon as I saw the umpire, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a long game. Because he was a hitter's umpire, anything close wasn't a strike. I mean, everything everything was a ball. Yesterday, watching the game, it was a pitcher's umpire. And you saw it right away. Right away, I mean, the, the, forget the, the, the plate was 22 inches. He was giving everything to the pitcher. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be a quick game. You know, and you know that. And, but that, that shouldn't happen. The plate is the plate. It shouldn't change, but it does. Some umpires are big, some umpires are small. With Bryce Harper, yes, it was a big plate that night. And he got called out on things that weren't a strike. You know, uh, does he have to get over that? Absolutely. He, he, Bryce has always been someone who goes from even he and he says it. He goes from zero to sixty as far as anger in two seconds, and you know, mm-hmm. he, that can't happen. I mean, it really can't happen. That being said, it's one game, Arietta. You don't call your teammate out like that. Not in the media. Not in the media. You want to go to uh, and I said, for all we know, maybe he's done this before. I don't know. And, and Bryce ignored him. Whatever it is, but that's one you go. You talk to him in private after the game. You know, on the bus, yeah, you know, whatever. I agree. Club, yeah. You know, you don't yeah, do yeah. it in the media. Hey, Bryce, we need you. We you know, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I, my guess is the Philly fans love him for it because you know fans love that that sort of crap. The arguments that go on the play mm-hmm. looking uh, berserk. I'm surprised Bryce didn't get suspended because he pushed Ma- uh, Kapler into the umpire. The umpire did get hit, and generally that's an automatic suspension, and it should have been a suspension for Kapler. Kapler got pushed into him. Kapler did nothing wrong. You know that sort of thing here. But uh, like I said. Yes, the umpire strikes him was big, was large. It was the umpire that made a mistake, but that's going to happen. 
All right? you, you can't flip out and get thrown out of a game like that. But Arietta was wrong, too. And listen, even so, you don't think there'll be a game where Arietta's mad and something might happen to him? I mean, I, I, think it's still, I just thought it was silly for Arietta to come out and say that in April. And this is not yeah. like it's – I might feel differently, though, Joe, if this is July and he's been thrown out of four games already. Then I might be a little upset. But, you know, one game in April, I would, say, I would just say, hey, you know, I literally would. Hey, Bryce, listen, we need you, okay? Let's not, let's not have this. We can't have you getting thrown out of games, okay? Remember, if it's working against you, he's work, the umpire's calling more strikes for me, so I'm getting strikeouts out of it. So it's good for the team. Or it evens out for the team, that sort of thing. Just let him know, like, don't get thrown out of games. Not, not even, not angrily, not right, talking right. down to him. It's matter-of-fact stuff. I don't, I don't think you ever want to go to the media unless that's – Nothing else is working. I have talked to him. He's still a little mm-hmm. disobeying it. And also, I would say this. Is it Arietta's job to go to the media? Wouldn't that be Gabe Kapler's job? Right, yeah, right. The manager's Absolutely. job to go to the media. Yeah. Not, who, who anointed you? The, the mm-hmm. number one guy, the, the spokesperson for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. So I might say that as well. Right. I thought Arietta was out of line. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, you know the splits for Bryce Harper. You know He started out really so hot. Past couple of weeks, uh, batting 229, and here's what I'm worried about with him, uh, for him, <laughs> is that his home away stats. I mean, it's only a month into the season, but like I said, Phillies fans very, very tough. But he's batting 204 at home. Uh, still got the the nice slugging percentage, hit four home runs at home, but uh, 306 on the road. So uh, you know those Phillies fans watching him make outs a lot when he's at home, and, and like I said. Uh, we've acknowledged they're a very, very tough fan base, and you don't want to get uh, them on your on the wrong on your bad side. Well, you know, Joe, I, I said this before, and I know you and I have talked about it before. I don't understand the contract that Harper signed. Not the money. Listen, fine, mm-hmm. you know, three hundred million, three thirty. Uh, I I don't. I wouldn't have signed the extra th- three years or thirty million. That was silly. You know, take the take the ten three hundred and whatever. But why didn't you get the opt outs? I mean, especially in right. Philadelphia, because you you already said it, man. That's a rough place to play, and if you're not playing well, or they just hate you for whatever reason, I mean, that you don't want to be there ten years. <laughs> you just don't want to be there. They will eat your soul. It's a rough place to play. I mean, they're, that's rougher than New York, and that's saying something. You know, as far as that, because same yeah. what happened here. If you, uh, you know, the Yankee fans already dislike Stanton. He had a pretty good year last year, but you know, they they get on him. But I, I don't understand that in this day and age where these opt outs are commonplace. You know, they they're just common. Right. You could have gotten it after two years, after three years. Why wouldn't you take it just in case? It, it's not working out there. I understand it looks better by you not taking it because you can you can sell. Oh no, I want to be here ten years, thirteen years, and build a winner. Da 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 da. You can sell that, but you know it's commonplace now with these opt outs. So you don't even have to say, "Hey, you know, all right, got an opt out." You can it, right, right. You'd be okay with it. You know, you could just be mm-hmm. okay with it. So I was surprised that for the reasons you're mentioning that we're mentioning it. It's a huge gamble. Mm-hmm. I agreed. Agreed. All right, so uh, we have a few minutes uh, remaining. Uh, why don't we talk? Uh, you, you are the closer guru. I wanted to ask you about uh, what's going on with Tampa Bay, and uh, you know Emilio Pagan got his third save uh, uh, last uh, night against the uh, Red Sox. Rays beat the Red Sox two to one. Uh, Yandy Diaz, who I love, uh, enjoying a little bit of a breakout season, seventh home run, uh, 279 batting average, 14 RBIs. Mookie Betts hits his fifth home run. Charlie Morton, four walks and six innings pitch, but pitched well enough for the win. Dave Price pitched well. But talk to me about the uh, the Rays uh, bullpen. Is Emilio Pagan worth a waiver wire ad uh, this, this uh, week? Probably not. I will have to write about the Tampa Bay bullpen this week because uh, they're not using Alvarado in, in anywhere near as many safe situations uh, now, and he's not pitching very well. That's why. You know, so they're going mm-hmm. with a hodgepodge there. So it, it's concerning, right? Alvarado was so good in the first uh, first couple weeks of the year, and now he's struggling. He's just struggling. Mm-hmm. I think he gets the job back. I do. I think this is sort of uh, they're trying to get him on track by pitching him in. There's a pitching in the eighth inning. It's not really all that much less stress, but it's not the ninth inning. It's really what it is right now. So mm-hmm. I think I do think he gets the job back, but uh, I'm a little worried. I've got Alvarado in a league or two. I'm a little worried here. Uh, and once again, that's natural fantasy. You know, as we always worry. But my head is telling me it's just, just, you know, a little break here that he'll get it back here. So don't overreact. That's where I'm going with it right mm-hmm. 
Gotcha. And uh, Minnesota, uh, Taylor Rogers, uh, you know, I had drafted him in the preseason thinking that maybe he'd had a, he'd have a shot. I think he got at least uh, a save uh, th- this week. Uh, still no clarity in terms of that, that twins bullpen or, you know, should I keep uh, Rogers on my, on my bench at this stage? <sighs> Another tough one here. I think, uh, listen, if everyone's available in your league and you're picking one up tonight, Blake Parker's the one I'm going with. But I don't say mm-hmm. that with a whole lot of confidence. But I think he's the guy I'd like right now. I, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I, it would have been Taylor Rogers. But now it's Parker mm-hmm. to me. But, Joe, in two weeks, it could be Rogers again. I don't think they have a, right. a lockdown guy. They're also not getting a lot of safe opportunities. He's like they either lose or they win big. All right, so we don't mm-hmm. see who they're going to go with there. And that can be problematic as well. I think this is a team that really should be in the market for Kimbrell. He's still out there. Uh, the Washington Nationals should certainly mm-hmm. be in the market for him. So could that happen at some <laughs> point uh, during the season? So I, I left because Parker I thought we were right going to get through a show without mentioning Kimbrel or Dallas Keuchel, right? You, you, you I didn't forget. mention Keuchel. That's on you. But uh, right, listen, right. when you talk when you talk closers, you have to mention Kimbrel. He's out there. Someone's going to of grab course. him eventually, and that means some fantasy owner is going to get screwed. Because whatever closer you have mm-hmm. is going to be gone three weeks after he signed at the Kimball signs because he's going to be closing for that new team. So, uh, you know, right. I wonder, is it will it be the Twins? As I mentioned the Nationals. Brewers make sense. Braves make sense. And you think about the Braves. Right. I mean, this risk I know is gone for the year. A.J. Mitt is their closer. He got lit up again last night. Not pitching very well this year. Uh, Kimball's from that area, likes that area. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's coming down to contract terms. Right now, Kimball still wants too much money. He eventually is going to have to settle for a one, maybe a two-year deal. He's going to have to eat it. And when, is that, when will his ego and his agent's ego allow him to eat it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point, good point. Uh, anybody you like uh, today in terms of uh, starting pitchers? We uh, could have a potential nice little uh, game here between the Rays and the Red Sox. Got Tyler Glass now. Uh, right-hander for the Rays going up against Chris Sale, uh, left-hander uh, Sale. I mean, you can't read too much into it because it was against the uh, the Detroit Tigers, but pitched five innings, uh, two earned runs in his last start, 10 Ks. Do you think that uh, maybe uh, we're starting to see uh, some, some light at the end of the tunnel regarding Chris Sale? Anybody in particular that you like maybe in terms of DFS? I know you might not have looked at the whole slate yet, but anybody that sticks out to you? All right, well, you're not going Chris Sale. You're not going to spend 10000 on Sale today. Yeah, the start against Detroit was okay. It was still only five innings. You know, he didn't get the mm-hmm. win either. Uh, no J.D. Martinez today. I'm going to stay away from uh, Sale and Glasgow. You know, Glasgow's 9600 uh, So I'm going to stay away from both. I'm looking at DraftKings, by the way, for anybody who's wondering. So I'm going to stay there. With mm-hmm. Top pitchers, uh, Flaherty at 10300 Yeah, Cincinnati can hit a little bit playing well. I'm interested in Flaherty, but I don't know if I'll go that direction. One player I like, a pitcher I like, I should say, Matthew Boyd, going up against the White Sox today. The weather won't be uh, all that spectacular. Uh, 9,300. So uh, Boyd is going to be somebody I'm looking at here. He may be my number one pitcher today. Might be, uh, as far as that's concerned here. Now, now I need a a secondary guy, right? uh, This is the site we're on. I, you know, we mentioned mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore. They, they are a decent hitting team, but Kyle Gibson, 7,400. Man, that's a, I can always guarantee myself mm-hmm. a win there. All right, we already said it earlier, Minnesota Twins averaging four home runs. Bundy gives them up today. Uh, Minnesota Twins yeah. averaging four home runs when they play Baltimore. So uh, I think I'm mm-hmm. going with uh, Kyle Gibson. Could be my second pitcher today. That's what I'm leaning towards right now. You know, uh, I could be, once again, anybody can always talk me into anything else. But that, that's where mm. I think I'm going to go. I suppose if you really want to save, you want to give Matt Harvey a shot against KC, a team that doesn't uh, hit all that well. Harvey oh pitched boy. decent against the Yankees. <laughs> I, I said, I'm mm-hmm. just looking down the list here. If you want to go yeah, yeah, Helixson yeah. against Helixson against uh, San Diego, 6,200. You know, I could, I don't want to say I could be talked into it, but I could think about that as well. Yep. Good stuff uh, from George Kurtz. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones tonight. I know you might be watching it on a little bit of a delay. We have a, a little less than a minute. Any predictions for who might, uh, uh, you know, get their throat slit in the battle, the oncoming battle, which I think is going to happen tonight. You bring up a good point. It might happen next week. But any predictions as to, to uh, any casualties on the show? Yeah, I just wonder if they uh... – if they make this week's show at least half it about what's going on in the uh, with CRC. I'll say uh, yeah. 
no, I'm not going to make any predictions. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but uh, I think I might know something, right. so I'm not going to say anything. Ooh, okay, then keep it to yourself. Great show, great talking to you. Thanks to Sean Angle, great job. Stay tuned for Weekend Fantasy Update. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Sports Today.